everyone, and welcome into FCC Talk. We are here in the studio getting ready to record this FCC Talk together. Instead of me being on one side on my computer and Shaylee being on the other side, we decided to sit on the couch and have a conversation together, at just us together, person to person, rather than over the screen, and we thought it might be better. Shaylee, how are you doing today? I'm good. Good morning, John. Like Good morning. It's it's been an interesting morning. Yeah. To get started. Yeah. But I'm glad I'm here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I you know, I love to talk. So right. podcast is where it's at. <laughs> the FCC <laughs> you were born for FCC talk. I I'm just born. I'm born for a podcast and you know. Love I'm it. glad to be here. Love Thanks it. for having well, me. Well, we are uh, hitting so many firsts today on the podcast, okay? We have our first non-minister on the podcast, okay? Director, right. but non-minister still, oh, so yeah. we're going we're gonna to roll with it. Uh, our first woman on the podcast, okay? <laughs> Unfortunately, not first glasses wear, because right, we yeah. have quite a few of those. Dan and Chris, they... They took that role. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think those are, I, I'm sure there's other first just off the top of my head. I can't think of them, but, um, you know, setting records here right. on FCC. Talk. We are. We are. Very good. Very good. All right. Hey, we got a lot of good things to get into today. We have some evangelical colleges. Enrollment numbers are actually growing in evangelical colleges. If you don't know this, there are a number of colleges out there that their numbers are growing. You hear a lot about how church is on the decline and membership is falling and some church colleges, things are falling down. But in reality, the so there are some evangelical colleges, that their, their enrollment is actually growing. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about, you know, we talked about AI, Jesus, we talked about about God on TikTok and the Bible. Well, now today, to make sure we keep you informed on all things digital, we have a free-to-play Bible video game that is set to release, and it looks pretty interesting to me, so I think it's worthy to talk about. And then, since you have the, the children's ministry duo here, I figured we can't get away without talking at least a little bit about kids and parenting and that kind of stuff. So, But I want to remind you, this is not a sermon. This is not me and Shaylee acting like we have all the wisdom in the world, okay? (laughs) This is just uplifting conversation, something for you to enjoy, something for you to listen to, because unfortunately, not everything is positive. Not everything is uplifting that you listen to uh, via podcast and those kind of things. So we want to provide you with something that you can connect with, and then you can also take back with you. Oh, I forgot to mention what the kids thing is, but uh, we're going to address how kids can ask the question, how can Jesus be in heaven and still be with us? We're going to get into that a little bit, talk about what we think personally, and uh, maybe just how we might parent in that yes. situation. That's so exciting. Yes, very good. All right, well, let's start off with the evangelical college numbers are are uh, increasing. So enrollment numbers are increasing. If you know anything about Christian colleges, you know that for probably the last five years, maybe even longer, uh, it's not been good for the Christian colleges. My college, Kentucky Christian University, that's also where Dan went, uh, enrollment numbers have been kind of going down there, uh, losing money, not a great situation. Uh, where CJ went, Cincinnati Christian University, they actually had to close their doors uh, and no longer even have the university, not just like get rid of the Christian programs, but the entire university together, they closed their doors. And then uh, Johnson University, where Chris went, Johnson has been kind of widely known as the university that's been doing it the best. But in reality, unfortunately, they had to close their Florida campus uh, earlier, was earlier this year or last year, they had to close their Florida campus. So when you think about Christian colleges, it's not all positive. However, there are 11 colleges on here that they 
do a site that enrollment numbers are growing. So I'm not going to list all of them, but just a few of them that I know and I have friends who have gone to uh, Cedarville University, Grace College, Taylor University. That's a big one. I think we have some people who've gone to church here that maybe their kids have gone there. Um, and, and a lot of other just larger universities, you know, Abilene Christian. If you're a college basketball fan like me, Abilene Christian <laughs> had like an upset in the in the March Madness a couple years ago. So it's like, <laughs> Woohoo! Go Christian <laughs> colleges. Uh, so that was that was fun. But um, but just to start off, I want to ask you, Shaylee, about this. Christian colleges are putting a greater focus on on recruiting from Christian high schools. That's what the, a lot of this article mm-hmm. is about. Is there hope for Christian higher education? In your opinion, uh, absolutely. I think so. I mean, I was excited when I read that article that two of those growing um, colleges were here in Indiana. Right. Um, so that was exciting to see. I know. Um, Sometimes it just seems that just because we live in the Bible Belt means that we have all these resources, and that's not always true. Um, but I think Christian education is vastly important. Um, I'm grateful for my Christian education at an elementary stage. Right. I'm grateful that I can send my kid just next door here on our campus to Cornerstone, and we start it, you know, here preschool through sixth. Um, and but more excitingly, there's been higher education popping up just in the Wabash Valley. Um, we've had Bible Baptist Academy in Terre Haute for a very long time, um, but then there's Eastside Academy, and they both have the Abeka curriculum, which we have here at Cornerstone. Um, but then Life Church, um, or New Life, sorry, New Life in Sealyville, they just started an academy that's preschool really? through 12th grade. Um, that's awesome. They had a graduating class, and you know maybe their um, church philosophy isn't what everybody is into. Um, I've been kind of, I've been kind of researching it myself um, because Kevin and I have talked about Brinley's education after Cornerstone. We mm-hmm. don't want her to go to public school and it's, it's a discussion and sometimes an argument with some of my friends. Um, but I want her to not just be geared now in the, you know, armor of God. And yeah, you know, hopefully I can give her a good foundation. And if she were to go to public school, she'd be able to utilize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just don't, want her to be exposed to some of the stuff in public school. So I think that that's a big part of the rise of Christian school and people searching for higher education, not just in a college level, but in a high school level. I think people are wanting that firm foundation in God, not exposing them to a lot of the things that our government is wanting to expose to our kids. And, you know, we don't want our kids to live in a bubble. It's not about that. It's, but it is, we want control as parents as to what they're being introduced to. And I think having a Christian background, you're not going to have to really worry about some of the things that they're going to be exposed to right. versus public school. So I'm not surprised really that Unfortunately, you can't shelter your child from everything. I know <laughs> she'll never be sheltered. I was joking the other day um, with Megan, our secretary or admin um, at the church here. And I said, you know, why can't it just be they learn all the things on the bus like we did when we were kids? You yeah. know, like yeah. I, I didn't learn about things at school. Right. I learned it on the bus from other people yeah. at school. It's, so we were we were laughing. Lesser about of that. two evils, I suppose. Right. The lesser of two evils. I don't want a teacher <laughs> to expose my kid to things. But if it's come yeah. from another kid, like that makes more sense. Yeah. So it's yeah. just silly. But well, and it's interesting, you know, because and, and I think this is a situation where we can kind of model how, you know, not everybody has the same philosophy in their mm-hmm. life as well. You know, if you know me, my, my wife is a school teacher in a public school down in 
in Ellettsville, and she loves her job. There, there are things, obviously, she's not crazy about, but I think in any job, you find right. things you're not Absolutely. crazy about. Uh, but she feels like she can do a good job down there. She feels like it's a part of her personal ministry to be mm-hmm. with kids in the community who maybe don't have the best home life or different things like that. And that's certainly not true with all kids. There, there are some really, really bright, amazing kids Absolutely. that she teaches as, as well. And those are an encouragement to her mm-hmm. often. Uh, so I don't want to speak too much for her, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like, just like we said, this is, this is opinion, you know, it comes back to what's best for your family, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's what we have to focus on, especially when it comes to schooling, um, in all levels is what's best for your family. You know, when I went to a Christian college, I went because I wanted to go into ministry, you know, I if I was going to go into something else, I might not have gone to a Christian college. Right. Uh, but I had friends that they went to a Christian college for education. They went to a Christian college for psychology. They went to a Christian college for counseling, I guess, counseling and psychology, uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, nursing, all those kinds of things. And that was just what they found was best for them yeah. in that moment. Uh, and I have other friends that they went to um, – you know, public universities, and they got involved in the campus ministry there, and, and they loved it because there are some super strong campus ministries at different colleges um, that really, really make it make it an awesome experience for kids to kind of keep their faith and and do those things as well. Yeah, I mean, so. I've I've been looking, and you know, I look at further education all the time, and mm-hmm. I attended an online college, Ashworth College, to get my early childhood degree, and it worked for me. Um, because it was affordable, I could do it online. And maybe, right. you know, you you do so much research when you're going to college. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I think on one hand, people are looking for that Christian education and looking towards the um, a philosophy, I guess, behind the morals and values of Christianity. But maybe at the same time, like, they're offering such a good experience, right. affordability, course work you know that they just have the whole package and i think that's appealing too because that's that's a big thing especially um as it gets harder to afford things you know do you want to be in debt starting your adult life and unfortunately that's what college can be for some people um so maybe there's a lot of factors that are going into it but it is exciting that it is more of the christian-based faith-based colleges that are growing Chris is talking to uh, a young man from our church. Well, I think he's been going here for a little while. I don't know if he grew up. I don't think he grew up here, but he started coming lately and he wants to go into ministry. And so his first question to Chris was like, where where do I go mm-hmm. to learn ministry? And so we've actually had a lot of discussions about like Christian college and what Christian college Chris should recommend and stuff like that, because it is kind of a, a big question to think about. And there are so many pros and cons. There are so many different mm-hmm. things. And, and really at, at, at the end of one of the conversations I told Chris, I was like, you know, I, I think Christian college is great. You definitely should look into that someday. I said, but would it be such a terrible thing for him to just like, intern for a year or two in churches Mm -hmm. and then do that because you really are uh, in today's day and age and we're not trying to get political here but i think everybody knows that college is not cheap right uh but in today's day and age where college isn't necessarily cheap you don't want to just make that decision right like and and you can say you're being called and and that's awesome but callings are also kind of kind of hard to determine sometimes and so Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think i think it's great 
Um, but I also think there, there's a lot that has to be thought through in yeah. people's personal experience. Yep. You know? And I think people need to remember too, um, kind of veering still in ministry, but off the college topic, like you don't have to have a degree in ministry to be a minister. Yep. Um, and I think, um, people kind of forget sometimes that yes, a degree is great in fields of careers, but that doesn't always define that that's what you have to do. Right. You can, I can open a Bible today and minister to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, if that is your calling, great, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to college and I'm not deterring anybody from college, right. though, you know, um, but it's just be reminded, like, don't put that pressure on yourself either. Interning would be great. Getting right. involved in a Sunday school class and starting to teach from that Sunday school class would give you so much experience right. in ministering as much as you would right. go into a college. And that's one of the benefits of some of these mega churches that people don't really realize. And I'm not you know, saying that mega church is the best thing ever, just like with most other things, they have their pros, they have their cons. <laughs> right. But one of the best things about mega churches today is that most of them do have extensive internship programs. Mm-hmm. And I, I've known a number of guys who they work at mega churches currently, and they had an intern intern under them, and then now they have become their coworker. They never went to college Mm -hmm. to get anything. Like, most likely they started in some kind of like video editing or live streaming position, something that, you know, the younger crowd is typically more attuned to. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, but they start out in something like that. And then just as positions opened and as, you know, talents realized, you know, they kind of just brought them along. I mean, it really is exactly what the Bible talks about where God looks at the heart. And yes. he, he calls us out of willingness to do, not always the ability to do, but the willingness to do uh, mm-hmm. what he calls us to. Yeah, so. Maybe we should tell Chris to encourage that youth to volunteer with us in our kids' ministries <laughs> to get the real experience of yeah. what it's like. <laughs> yeah. We might turn them away, though, if we just throw them right at a kids' ministry. Right, yeah. That, uh, maybe throw them with the CJ in the youth ministry first. Yeah. You know? there there, I'm not going to say it's easier, but it's a little less shocking, I think. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, I think... It, but too, you know, like get get involved, start right. serving. Like if you if that's your calling and you want to, you know, if you want to think you're being called to be a minister, absolutely, like follow that calling. But serve and see what fits and right. what doesn't. Like, do you want to be a youth minister? Do you want to minister? You know, do you want to be a senior pastor one day? Do you want to be a kids minister? Like, right. serve and see. That was always the most baffling thing for me when I was at Christian College, and I'm not trying to put anybody down here. I'm not trying to say holier than thou or anything like that. But it was baffling to me because I had friends that I lived in the dorm with. We had a church literally right down the street you could walk to. I kid you not, like two blocks away, and we would walk there almost every Sunday morning together for church. Uh, and um, they had their youth group on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. And me being somebody who at the time wanted to be involved in youth group, which God just kind of laughed at that and said, (laughs) you know, hey, you're going to go to kids ministry instead. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, you know... uh, the it was right down the road. It was so easy to get involved in, and they were so willing to bring in the college students because the college students did such a great job connecting yeah. with the kids, and the kids loved the college students. But um, but I would invite guys to come serve and help all the time, and they'd just say no, and they'd be like, you know, I'm not really feeling it tonight, or you know, oh, I didn't really plan out my homework very well. Which you know, homework I get that, but yeah. you know, the lack of ability to plan it out and stuff. And I was just like, guys, man, if we're gonna be doing this for the rest of our lives, like. 
we're gonna have to be willing to give up a Wednesday night to go over and you know play basketball and uh, you know run some small groups and stuff like that. Yeah. So again, not judging or anything, but just one of those thoughts where it's like if you want to get involved in ministry and you want to do ministry one of the best places to start is just start serving in a church um, because that really does kind of give you the best experience and you kind of see how that operates. Um, I had another question here, but I think we kind of answered it. Does the church (laughs) need Christian colleges? I mean, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like I think, um, I think like you said earlier, like any environment that you're in can be utilized as your ministry. Um, Hannah, I'm, I have no doubt that she does a great job at her public school. Right. And I just, I just know she's, she's just awesome. I love Hannah. Right. Um, but I love her too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's great. Um, but I just think like anywhere you are can be your ministry. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't, I'm, I don't even think like, and again, nothing against any of our ministers who have a degree. Um, I don't even care if my senior pastor has a degree in ministry, if he's doing what God called him to do and he opens the Bible and he tells me exactly what God's word is right. um, and reminds me constantly of what God's word is, even if it makes me uncomfortable. That's the point. I right. don't want to come in and be comfortable. I like when Chris makes me uncomfortable. I like when CJ makes me uncomfortable. Like I like whenever they're preaching and I'm like fidgeting because right. I know that God is speaking to me in some way. And that's the whole point. Right. So as far as do churches need Christian colleges? I don't think so, but I think colleges need church. That is true. There's a lot of donors out there and things like that. So, yeah, yeah uh, I think I think you hit it on the head. The the word need is kind of the the part there. You know, is mm-hmm. it good for churches to have Christian colleges? Yeah. Yes, I think that's good for them, and I think that we should try to prioritize them. Uh, same thing with you know Christian schools. Yep. You know, d- does a church need a Christian school attached to it? No. I was at a church in Virginia. We didn't need a Christian school there. You know, but then I got here. Is it good for a church to have a Christian school? You know, that kind of works be. with it. And, and they and they have that relationship where they work together. Yes, it is a good thing as well. So, all right, let's get into our next topic. We are going to be talking about the free-to-play Bible video game. All right, so this video game, it's called Anointed, and it hits a development milestone is what it says. So basically what this video game is, is it is the story of, of David in, in quite a few different ways. Um, but but they, it's essentially him kind of having this free open play area to be able to explore Bible characters, the Bible land, different things like that. And it's, if you never played video games before, it's hard to, <laughs> hard to explain, but basically they've created this digital world where it's basically the same as what we would perceive to be what Bible times were like back then, but you're playing as David, right? So you're a king, you have the, you know, uh, I don't, actually, I don't remember if you're a king in it or if it's before he's king. It looked like you go through his life. Um, I'm oh, yeah. Yeah. You go through the entire life. When you sent me this, because I'm like, dude, I don't even play video games. However, <laughs> however, I can say, you know, beginning I'm, in first Samuel 16 and ending yeah. in second Samuel two. So we even have I'm Bible references here. We do. Okay. Like, so I'm, I'm looking at the video now, mind you, I'm going to show that I'm a little bit older than you. Um, I remember when, you know, like Sony PlayStation came out, you know, and... Hey, I had a PlayStation 1. But 
I mean, okay. <laughs> You're still talking to a kid that like played on classic Nintendo and was there when the Super Nintendo came out and Sega have, Genesis. So like they didn't have David on the Super Nintendo. No, 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 no. I mean, I was I played Goof Troop. Like me and my me and my sister collecting those diamonds. Um, but I remember like being on like Sony PlayStation and playing Tomb Raider. Um the original Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not I'm not a video game person. Right. Um, but I would be down for playing a game that goes through David's life. I think David was a good character for them to pick a good person out of the Bible for them to pick because yeah. you go through his whole life and he has really cool adventures just in his life. I mean, he kills a lion and a bear, you know? And yeah. so like going through that as a video game would be really cool. And then the whole, Goli- I mean, Goliath, mm-hmm. come, come on. Like who hasn't thought about that type of video game in their life like how cool would this be as a video game so i think that it's super exciting that they've made this game and not only that it's free like i mean i know people that world of warcraft is like life to them and they have spent thousands of dollars on world of warcraft and if you play it that's fine that's that's your money (laughs) it's not my money um pros and cons right (laughs) pros and cons pros and cons just my opinion um but the fact that this is free is cool because i mean I my daughter is seven and she likes the Bible Adventure app by mm-hmm. Life Church. That's literally just the Bible stories and you get to color or play memory. Um and free, you know, we love it right. here. Um but I on my phone. Yeah. Something like this for that like like dance kids, um, that you know is not i mean yes there's going to be some violence there is a disclaimer you know it's for 13 and up because how are you going to kill a bear nicely right um but (laughs) i see yeah bears dead cut scene bear dead (laughs) um but i think it would be i think it would be fun and it's not going to be as graphic as you know gta Mm -hmm. or world of warcraft in certain parts you're not going to have the things that those games have that have an ma rating like this one being more of a 13 year old like um and i was talking about it too with my um co-worker yesterday kind of gearing up for today um we said how fun would it be if at the end of each level to move on to the next level you have to like either fill in the blank of words of the Mm. verse or like they'll show a verse on the screen and you have to find it in the Bible in mm. which to go past. Like there's all sorts of cool things they can do that could yeah. get kids involved in the Bible. We could just have a, a what was it called back in the day? The Bible uh, competition they would do. Uh, um, Bible Bowl. Bible Bowl. Yeah. We'll create the Bible Bowl video game. And then there we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I did want to read this quote by the president of the company. It's called IMD Interactive. And this is President Drayton Cosby. He says this with this update, we are now ready to test our small group curriculum with the church community. This is an exciting time for our team and for those that have been praying for new tools to reach Generation X and youth leaders in search of innovative methods to bring more students into God's Word. So not only do they have this free-to-play video game, but they—I mean—they've got a whole curriculum around it. You That's know, awesome. like you bring your gamer friends together and then have a small group afterward. You know, drink your Mountain Dew and that go crazy. Like a worship Uncoiled Night, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey put it up on the big screens and, right, you know, get yeah. the kids that i mean i i love stuff like this i know yeah. sometimes it can kind of seem hokey or maybe you know 
people think it's uh, deteriorating God's word, and you know, because it, uh, the, it lacks the holiness of it. And, and I understand those yeah. things. Um, and, and and honestly, I said on a previous podcast, I'm a traditionalist at heart. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> kind of an old soul, kind of love the traditional things more. But I look at this and I say, how many kids could be impacted by Absolutely. this? I, I myself will probably never play it. You know, that's just me. Um, but I could see young John, you know, 15 years old, getting a video game like this and really just getting all into it and having a good time with it. I mean, yep. I, 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 I don't see how it could be a bad thing unless the developers do right. something. Well, which, and I agree with what CJ you know. said a couple podcasts ago, like when you guys were talking about AI Jesus. Like, yeah. is it the most conventional way for us traditionalist Mm -hmm. no but if it's reaching a whole generation of people and getting them interested in god's word and interested in the bible and interested in christ like i'm if it's done well right i'm for it well the one thing that's done well that i know some people are probably thinking of right now but and i know you've watched it is the chosen right yes yeah so that's to me this is kind of like you know doing that same thing with the Mm -hmm. chosen do they have season two or season three i don't know what season i don't even know what their they're season on. they're on i get i'm i'm so bad i get to watching it and then other people in my house take over our tv because we we yeah. have one tv in our house yeah um so then i don't get to watch it you gotta create those profiles on the uh <laughs> yeah yeah so it's one of those and i am so distracted by things yeah. and the chosen you cannot be distracted oh yeah you, it is a sit down and watch it yeah. and stay off your phone stay off your phone don't put, talk to me don't yeah. talk to me like i want to see how they portrayed what jesus's life was like and it's done so well right um but there there are days like i mean even you guys are talking on podcast about worship like sometimes the chosen is my worship time hmm. um and some days i'm really into it and some days I'm a little distracted. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but it's, it's still it's done well. Mm-hmm. So if this video game is done as well as chosen, yeah. the chosen. I think I think it will be. I think it'll be massive. Yeah. I think it'll be a massive movement getting young people. I hope so. Into the Bible, which would be great. They say it's set to release in 2025. Yeah. Um, is when they have it set to release. That so, preview is cool. Like. Yeah. It, um, I will link this uh, in the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast. So if you want to check it out, but if you want to learn more about it, um, the Instagram handle for this is IMB or IMD, sorry, IMD Bible Games. All right. So they have a ton of information, not just about this game, but of other things they're developing and working on as well. But IMD Bible Games games you can go there check it out um and who knows maybe someday your teenager will go up to their room and say i'm gonna have my worship time and then you hear them playing video games and yeah. they're like nope shaylee said <laughs> shaylee said shaylee said the chosen my, my video game can be worship time oh uh, i love it all right let's move on to our last uh article i guess it's not really news it's more just kind of an opinion article thing but uh brandon d smith um, of the Gospel Coalition. Again, I just go back to the Gospel Coalition almost every episode, it seems like, because yeah. I just, I Apparently love this website. They do. And and they're very thoughtful about how they write, too. It's not just like they're trying to put something out. But um, kids ask, and here's the question. Kids ask, how can Jesus be in heaven and with us? So the whole, the whole 
idea is that kids ask hard questions sometimes, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got Brindley. She's what, seven? Yep. Yeah. So Brindley's seven years old. I'm sure she's asking all the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Lottie can't talk yet. So, I mean, well, actually, she <laughs> can't talk. There. It's like, it's you know, boot and ball. and uh, All done. Yeah. And her, all she, done. She's got her emotions. Yeah. <laughs> she tells Shaylee all done a lot in, uh, in We Kids. So she's kind of sassy. She's, you know? <laughs> she's, she's something. Yeah. Yeah. She's. She's a sassy. That's fine. Yeah, She's fine. But love we love her. her. We love her. So, um, but anyway, so kids ask some some hard questions sometimes, and this was just an example of one of those hard questions. And the author Brandon, he just kind of gives his you know response that he would give to one of his children if they ask him. So he talks about how you know we do need Jesus with us, and how Jesus is in heaven at the same time. Uh, and then he talks about who is Jesus, talks about the power of Jesus. You know, he kind of not just answers the question, but goes into the idea of who Jesus is, you know, and outlines it uh, and, and how it's outlined through scripture and talks about it that way, which I thought was a really good way to approach, not like, you know, well, what is space and time? You know, but he, he actually went into, well, who is Jesus? Right. Um, and that kind of stuff. So so my question to you, Shaylee, is, and you don't have to give a super long answer, but, you know, how would you answer this question if Brinley were to come to you one day and ask, hey, how is Jesus with me, but also in heaven at the same time? So the funny thing is I actually asked her this this morning. Oh. Um, just cause I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go talk to Mr. John into the podcast. She goes, Oh my gosh, you're not going to record me. Are you? I said, no, 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 no. I said, but how, how is God with us and in heaven? Yeah. And she goes, I don't know. He just is. <laughs> I she's said, not concerned about it. Right. Yeah. She's like, oh, I don't know, mom. That's one of those hard things. I said, yeah, you're right. I said, okay, but how would you explain it to Mac? Which is our granddaughter, like our, yeah. her niece. And she goes, well, I would just tell her that like a piece of God is in heaven. And then there's a piece of God, like the Holy spirit is with us. I said, girl, you are so smart. Like, yeah. and that's exactly like what we've explained it. So, I mean, the great thing about being the weekends director here is that I do get to actually teach those hard things right. sometimes. Um, so we have one of our lessons that we use the life church curriculum is called God's greatest gift. Right. And or God's greatest gift, God's wonderful gift, God's wonderful gift. Oh yeah. It's one. There we go. And get the right adjective. Yeah, I'm like, hang on. <laughs> um, but it's about the day of Pentecost. Oh. And so that's the Bible story mm-hmm. is God tells them he's leaving them and he's sending a helper. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit comes in a great gust of wind and the flame is lit over their head and they're speaking to people in their language. Right. And so I think, number one, Life Church has done a great job with their Bible adventure curriculum it's really well done um and they've put a lot of thought into how can we answer that question for two to five year olds yep and so i think um that's that's helped me who is very much an infant in my um journey with christ right um so sometimes i don't have the answers to the hard questions Mm -hmm. um so i either will look it up so I know, or I will direct them to somebody that does. Right. Um, but that particular lesson for that age group has really, has made it easy. Right. God, Jesus sent a helper and that helper is the Holy Spirit. And that is part of God. And that's how God can be in heaven, but he can also be with us as long as we ask him in our heart. Right. Yeah. And if, you know, 
that's the fun thing about with kids is that you have to answer in such a way that they understand these things. You know, we could totally, like I said, we could go into all the space time and, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus can be all places and he all, th- you know, like he's he, omnipresent, Yeah, <laughs> which Chris did a wonderful job covering that on, on Sunday. Yes. Uh, but I would just tell Chris, like, I'm not going to tell kids. <laughs> right. I'm not going to use the, the word omnipresent. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, omni what? <laughs> right. That's a big word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of the fun things with kids is that, yes, you know what the answer is. And sometimes you don't. You know, that was mm-hmm. going to be my next question is, what do you do when you're not 100% confident? And you kind of answered it is, you know, I, you are just honest with them and mm-hmm. say, you know what? I am not 100% sure on my answer. I try not to say I don't know yeah. because that makes it sound like this is something I've never thought of before. And typically I do have some kind of answer, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm not 100% confident on how, on how I can communicate that answer. Right. So like one day on Sunday morning, I had a kid come up to me and ask me about the Trinity. And, you know, I've never, funny enough, I've been in ministry for six years now, I've never had to explain the Trinity to a child. It's just something that's never come up. We've talked about it and Mm -hmm. how Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, uh, all in one, or Jesus, the Father, Holy Spirit, all in one, they are God. Um, But it's never been something that I've been directly asked about and had to go in depth with. And I just kind of sat there and I've said, said, you know what, buddy? Um, I know what the Trinity is and I feel like I have an answer for you. I said, but I want to make sure that I give you the best answer possible. So give me a week and let's come back to it next Sunday. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And so the next Sunday I pulled him aside and I said, hey, buddy, you asked this question. I wanted to make sure you knew uh, that I did go and figure it out. And I kind of explained it to him. I don't remember exactly everything I said. This was like two or three years ago. Uh, but I remember explaining it to him and him saying, you know, oh, that makes that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought it was like, you know, Jesus just transformed whenever he felt like being, you know, one of the other ones. Right, and it's yeah. like. I mean, that's easy to think. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I I wouldn't tell an adult that, but right. right. <laughs> but yeah. if it works for you, yeah, sure. That that can kind of kind of be what it means. And so, and I think we have to be okay with sometimes not every answer that we give children is. I don't want to say it's not right, but right. it wouldn't be the same way you would explain it to an adult because their exactly. mind just can't always comprehend things. Exactly yeah. the same. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's why we grow. That's why we uh, get better. And I think that is one of the reasons why um, we as adults, even in ministry, have to make sure that we are continuing to learn and grow as well. Is that kind of how you would handle it if uh, Brindley asked a question you weren't 100% confident in, Shaylee? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if it's something that I wasn't confident in or I didn't know much about, um, we would likely come to you, Dan, CJ, um, Chris, and be like, hey, this is something that was, you know, a question that was asked. I'm honestly not really sure what, you know, what can you tell us about it? Right. And especially, you know, or even anybody here that's a little more seasoned in their right. walk with God. Um, like, like Kim Chalos, who's been a big mentor and big part of my life for a very long time. Mm-hmm. She was probably one of the first people I would go up to and be like, hey, do you know what this would what this you know how could i explain this or what does this mean or you know brinley is asking this question about this and i'm really not sure um so 
you know, either that or we open the Bible and we look for ourselves. Yeah. You know, um, but I do, I do think that what I love about the curriculum that we use here is that it makes the kids ask those questions. Yep. Um, and then the parents have resources. And there have been times where the parents are like, um, I was asked this question and I'm not even sure because they're a new family to a walk with God. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're still in their infancy stage of being with um, with God. And so it's just, it's one of those things that it, it opens a lot of doors of possibility to introducing people to the word. And sometimes we just have to look and sometimes we just have to ask, even if it's scary to ask. Right. But I can say kids are usually not too scared to ask. No. <laughs> they they come up with some of the really good ones. I'm I'm yeah. excited to go into October because we do Daniel in the Lion's Den. Yeah. And there's always a lot of excitement yeah. around Daniel in the Lion's Den. And that's a that's a popular story from, yes. from back it's, in the day. And it, it still is good for the kids today. <laughs> it is. And I think and again, I think that's an I mean kind of off topic but not because that's another good way to explain how god is with us right um yes he sent an angel with daniel to close the mouths of the lions but messenger yeah he sent his messenger he sent a helper Mm -hmm. um so that's just another example of god was in heaven he was listening to daniel's prayers and he was very you know proud of daniel for praying to him and staying true to him and in those prayers and in those moments, Daniel had no fear because he knew God would send his helper in some way. Right. Did Daniel know he was going to send an, a physical angel? No. No. But he knew God would be there. But he had him. trust in God. He had trust in God. Yeah. And yeah, so I think just just utilizing God's word to remind kids too. Right. And, and they like, as much as you think kids need the easy answer, kids like those complex ones too. Mm-hmm. They, depending on what you know, age and level they are. Sometimes they like that nitty gritty. They like the right. truth. They like you to tell them exactly what's and going on. And that's where it comes from understanding your child and their yep. learning. Because just because two children are the same age doesn't mean those no. two children need the same answer. Yeah, you know, you have the same way. <laughs> exactly. Like you have to understand your child. You have to understand the kids you're with. And that's why it's valuable to have people working in the kids ministry. You know, I'm not trying to validate my job here or anything like that. But, <laughs> you know, to me, that's one of the reasons why it's really valuable to have people who can work with certain age groups, especially yeah. the students and especially the kids is because we do get to know those kids and we do get to know those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, Every now and then I'll have somebody come in who they don't go to church here, uh, but they maybe want to get their kid baptized in a in a Christian church. And so I've had probably two or three different families do that. And, you know, I'm always accommodating and I always like to have the conversation with them and try to work through it. And it's an opportunity for salvation. So I'm always going to, you know, uh, work in that. But um but I can always tell the difference in how the conversation goes with the families that I know really, really well and the families that I don't have a great not, – not a great relationship that I don't know very well, yeah. you know, because I, I don't see them on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I don't interact with them during the week, you know, I those different kinds of things. So it's really, really hard when you don't know the kid well. Um, right. to give them the answers that they need. Sometimes, like you said, it's more complex. It's more in the nitty gritty. And then other times it's like, you know what? For this situation right now, it's going to go over this kid's head if I do all that. So I'm just going to give them kind of the answer yep. that suffices for now and trust that they'll continue to grow and realize, you know, oh, that answer makes sense 
but it can be even more because of the complexity yeah. of it and stuff. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's another it's another way too that kids can ask their parents and parents can come back and ask us. Like, right. hey, what wait a second. Our kid came home and said right. da 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 da. What was the discussion? Well, this is what was you know, this is yeah. what we talked about, this is what we said, this is what they asked, and this is how I answered. Yeah. You know, and it's just part it's part of right. the kids ministry but it's a part of being with kids in general right i mean if you spend any time around kids like we i say we're lucky we're lucky we get one hour a week yeah. with these kids and could i spend more time with them absolutely right um do i want to also take vacations yes um <laughs> but that's why it's important that you have a team people serving yes um but it's just it's it's so fun. It's so fun. Like the questions that they come up with sometimes are hilarious. Like it's yep. just hilarious. Like I love, I love to hear him. I mean, I had, I had one little boy who's was with me and now he's with you cause he's moved up mm-hmm. and you could tell number one, he had been here his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we went to turn on a story one day and he goes, Oh, I've already heard this one. <laughs> I said, yeah, buddy, I know. But like, that's, that's the point. Like, right. That's why we're here. We're here to be reminded all the time of why God loves us and what he's done. And you can us. always find more too. Yes. You know? Like the other day we were in Sunday school and we were teaching the kids. Um, I don't know if Brindley was in there. I think, oh, I think she was with you yeah. um, over with the little kids because Lottie likes to call, or uh, Brindley likes to call Lottie her little sister and yeah. uh, go hang out yeah. with her. So, yes. uh, which they have a good time. It's fun. <laughs> Lottie's always got to warm up to her a little bit, which yeah. I think insults Brindley. <laughs> It's like she's two, you know. Right. (laughs) But anyway, so we were in Sunday school the other day, and we were actually talking about the story of Daniel and the Lions then. And the kids were all doing that thing. They were like, oh, we know this story. We've done this story, you know. Oh, and I was like, you know what? All right, fine. You little boogers, okay? (laughs) I I literally called them that. I was like, you little boogers, guys. Let me show you something. Okay, so I open up to... Daniel's in the lion. Daniel and the lions did, and we get to the last part because you know in the last part of that story, it's not a happy ending for everybody. It is not. You know, like not. the the guys, I forget their names, but the guys at the end who, um, you know, they were the ones that got Daniel thrown in the lions. Oh, the guards, in. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get thrown in. Their wives and their children mm-hmm. get thrown in. Like it, it's honestly really, really, you know, terrifying Daniel to think is about. A very graphic. Very graphic uh, right. book of the Bible. If you read the Bible, not right. the kids' Bible, yeah, exactly. And I had all older kids this day, so it wasn't like I was like exposing a kindergartner to like you know lion mauling or anything. Right, like you that. had like second grade. Yeah, yeah, I think though. I think the youngest I had was Luke, which you know I know Dan would be okay with me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> but anyway, I, I I showed it to him and I was like, guys, look, th- here's a part of the story that you probably never heard before. Mm-hmm. And Tanner Duncan, I kid you not, his face was like what That's, he was like they threw them in the yes, tin. why would they do that and i was like because they they disobeyed and he was like and god was okay with that and i was like well and it was actually a really good conversation because we yeah. started to get into it. it's like is god okay with every consequence that happens because of our sin no actually that's mm-hmm. why god has declared certain things since because he knows yep. there are consequences to them that he doesn't want us to encounter yeah but unfortunately when we make those decisions to sin when we say oh what i want is greater than what god wants in whatever way that might be there are consequences to yep. that and 
I told him, I was like, guys, I don't want you to be afraid and think that, like, you know, if you disobey God, you're going to get thrown into a lion's den. That's not what I'm telling you. But you do need to realize that when you make those decisions to disobey God, God forgives you and God loves you. But God allows you to go through those consequences sometimes to help you understand why what you did was wrong and to help you know, I do need God and I'm not going to do these things again. Right? Yep. So. Yeah, and I mean, we could I mean, we could talk about this forever because it is it's it's exciting that that was the conversation that you had. Yeah. Um because, you know, I'm going to go off topic, follow me on the side road for a second, but okay. um <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> do your I mean, you you do pretty good to keep up with me. Um <laughs> but, you know, it it can also get to that point where even in my own life, um I thought God was mad at me. Mm. You know, I thought God left me. Mm-hmm. And so having that conversation with them and reminding them that, you know, God loves you no matter what. Right. Jesus died for our sins no matter what. Yep. But God gave us the choice to continue to live in our sin right. or to continue to follow him. And mm-hmm. I told you and Dan this the other day, like at one point in my life, you know, teens and 20s, I thought that living my best life was what everybody does. You know, right. like you party and you have fun. And I hit rock bottom and realized that wasn't fun. Yeah. That's not fun. What the most fun that I have had has been in the last four years that my husband and I have come to church. We come to church together. We've given our lives to Christ mm-hmm. and we just continue to see the blessings. Yes, we have been through hardships absolute devastating hardships that had I not had God in my life would have been a totally different way that my life would have gone. Our lives would have gone. Um, So having that, having that conversation and offering that, yes, you've heard this story, but you heard the fun story. You heard the Daniel got to spend the night in the lion's den and he cuddled with the lions and, you know, God shut their mouths to no, actually, we're going to get a little more complex into this and it's not happy, fuzzy feelings. It's these people betrayed Daniel. They betrayed God. They tried to show that Daniel was betraying the King and Daniel was like, number one, there's only one true King and that's God. So sorry. Um, I'm going to stay loyal to God. And he chose to continue to stay loyal to God. And the other people got punished for their actions. They had a choice, right? They had a choice that they could have followed God the one true God mm-hmm. and they would not have gone in a lion's den right. and been destroyed by the lions. They could have, they could have stopped right there and dropped down and prayed and said, God, forgive me. Right. And it would have been a totally different thing. So just yeah. opening and you can that always bring, cool. You can always bring stories like that back to God's love. And that's what Absolutely. I try to do with kids every single time is bring it back to God's love. So yes, God did allow for these guys to be thrown into the lion's den mm-hmm. and, you know, their wives and children, which was more of a cultural thing back then. But, right. um, you know, the, he did allow that to happen, but he allowed that to happen because he allows us to have, you know, to have the consequences of our actions, exactly. you know, and, and we can make sure we talk about how, like you said, you know, us having choices, actually loving that God gives us that. Oh, that we're not just robots to right. do, yes. you know, anything, you know, so. Yeah. We have been given that free will. Yeah. We can decide every day, you know, do do John and I make the best decisions every day? No, Mm-mm. nope, we sure don't because we learn from our actions, right. you know, and we could, we think, I think back and I'm like, oh, I could have done that better. Right. I could have, I could have been more Christ-like in that moment. Um, and again, I just continue to, 
ask for forgiveness, but it's just kind of one of those things. Like you, you can always find God's love in everything right. that God has ever done for us. And yep. I think that's where um, people have the wrong idea. Sometimes they think he's all about wrath and uh, he leaves us and he doesn't leave us at all. He loves us. And a good parent gives you like, he's our heavenly father. And that's right. the best title that he could give because a good parent, a good loving parent gives you those choices. Right. You know, yes, I want to keep my kid in a bubble sometimes and I want to do all the things for her, but I also have to let her live through her consequences and her actions and she has to make those choices and just setting her up for success is setting her up to know how to make choices and how to understand that there are consequences to either action whether your consequence is good or whether your consequence is bad there is still you know a consequence to your actions so true so true all right uh actually our battery on our computer is dying dying over here so i have to get Uh to the the end of the podcast. Right, wrap this up. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Uh, real fast, Shaylee, we ask this to everybody when they come on. What are you eating? What are you watching? What are you reading? Anything new in your life that uh, maybe you're just really paying attention to right now or anything? I have tried for the past two years to read The Hobbit. Oh. I have never read the Lord of the Rings series. Gotcha. And I had determined several years ago that I wanted to read them because... I can watch The Fellowship of the Ring. I sleep through the two hours every time. I have yet to get through that whole movie. Um, and then The Return Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy the movies, except for The Two Towers. There's something about it that puts me asleep. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed The Hobbit. Now, did I turn on The Hobbit, the first one the other night, and go to sleep? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to read them, but I want to read them first. Right before I read them to Brinley. Um, so Makes I'm sense. really just kind of going into some, I'm getting into some older books. So the Hobbit is where the, where is where I'm at right now, Yeah, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And why I've never read it before, but I can say, and this might make people that are really into books audibly <gasps> gasp. Um, but I can actually put it down and walk away from it for a while. Oh. Um, so when I'm sitting there yeah. and I'm reading it, I'm very zoned in, but right. once I get to a stopping point, I do stop and I put it down and I, I'm okay to not pick it back up yeah. in a while. So hmm. I can say it's not got a hold of me like other books right. have. Um, but I'm also reading to Brinley. We're reading Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Oh, she was telling me about that the other yes. day. Yes. Yeah. So um, the new series is coming out on Disney Plus. Mm. And even though I'm not happy with Disney and all the things they're doing right now, um, but that's for another day, another discussion. No politics. <laughs> no politics. <laughs> um, keeping it out of politics. But um, it did remind me that that series of books was pretty cool. Yeah. And so we're kind of we're kind of going to hop back and forth because um, there is a series called the Cooper Kid series by Frank Peretti, which mm. is a Christian series. Cool. We just read the first book of that. Um, they're archaeologists. So it's kind of a Indiana Jones family That's going neat. on. Um, they're books from the 90s. Like Kim Chalos gave me her whole set. Yeah. She read them to us when we were at Cornerstone and I loved them. Um, so, but Brinley is very much into books that have movies with them. So she mm-hmm. was actually upset that we just finished. Did the she first... read the book and then watch the movie? Yes. Or watch the movie then yes. Go. That's been our trend. Gotcha. So we have read like Charlotte's Web and Matilda and BFG and James and the Giant Peach and Holes nice. and Secret Garden. Like we have read anything that's had a movie to go with it. Yeah. Um. So that was our first one. The yeah. Cooper Kids was our first one that didn't have a movie. So she was very upset. Yeah. Um. So now she's then... gonna go make the movie when she gets <laughs> right. So maybe she'll maybe she'll make the Cooper Kids into a, a series <laughs> on Pure Flix. 
Netflix or something. Um, but yeah, so we, we, Brinley and I, I am reading to Brinley, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Um, and then I am reading on my own with a Hobbit. Neat. So that's awesome. Yeah. But nothing new that I'm watching, nothing new that I'm eating. Yeah. I'm, I'm back in, we're rewatching Gilmore Girls. That's sometimes my go to in, in a gloomy season. Yeah. And, and, uh, this is this is my gloomy gloomy season right now, but oh, we're transitioning into the kind of colder start of fall and stuff like that. Well, so, y- yes, you know. but like I've had really big losses in my life in oh, these yeah. this time of gotcha. year, so that's it's it's my I got to like reset. So gotcha. I I watch like Gilmore Girls, and I will probably make Kevin suffer through Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Poor Kevin. I know, but the first four seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer are like my go-to yeah. in my feels series. Gotcha. Um, just because I know the outcome of all the things. Like, I don't like to start new things sometimes yeah. when I'm feeling gloomy. I, um, but yeah, yeah, no, I get that for yeah. sure. I always go back to the office. That's my. I have go-to. yet to watch that. I know, you and Chris. Dan- you and Chris. I know. He says Dan- that his, you and Dan his, roll your eyes at us every time. Yeah. He he said that his office life here at church or what something like that. I don't know if it was at church or something, but he said that there for a while he had a, a boss that reminds him of Michael Scott. And I said, "Who in the world reminds you of Michael Scott?" And he was like, "Well, in the first season." I was like, "Ah, yeah, okay, whatever. Don't talk about the first season. That, yeah. that first season, Michael Scott, nothing compared to the other ones." I think so. I haven't gotten to. <laughs> a point in the show where I find it relatable. So that's yeah. why I haven't watched it. Um, I can see clips of it on TikTok or Facebook yeah. all the time and be like, oh my gosh, I need to watch that show. But like to sit down and watch it, I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm not it. It's normally around like halfway through season two and season three when it really starts to pick up and you kind of... Okay, so just come... start it halfway in yeah, season two? I, yeah, I'm when I watch it anymore, it? I just start in season three. Okay, that's I'll, what I do I'll just times. maybe I'll try that yeah. and I'll like it because yeah. I have tried from the beginning and I'm just like, I don't yeah. understand. I always tell people it's kind of like uh it's kind of like star wars where like you know you watched four five and six and then you watch one two and three it's like watch season you three and on. Watch one two and three no you don't have to but i'm saying that but, like right, they yeah. started at four so that makes more sense yeah, okay, yeah. so like start at season three watch it and then you're like oh i'll fill in the gaps now watch season one and two because okay, you know, okay it's yeah. a little that, bit more bearable could, when you know I what's coming do that i could probably <laughs> do that okay all right. Our last uh, topic is our Truth Tuesday topic, yeah. which is just, Shaylee, do you have any Bible verse or anything that you've been thinking of that you've been reading that's kind of been on your heart that you want to share with people? Um. So I was thinking about this. Yeah. Um. So in 2021, this time last year, it was actually, or that year, um, I had just gone on the walk to Emmaus. Mm. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. And the theme of my walk to Emmaus was Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Nice. Um, And so it was, I went on the Emmaus walk one weekend and then the following weekend, which is actually um, the anniversary this weekend of my father passing away, Mm. um, my stepdad. Um, So I am thankful that the week before my dad passed away, that Nehemiah eight ten was the right theme was the verse um, because the whole verse is actually do not grieve for the right. joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, and so I've just been kind of clinging to that one again in this season of, you know, two years ago I went to the walk of Emmaus and grew really close to God. And then two years ago I lost my dad. And um, so yeah, Nehemiah eight ten 
is pulling on my heartstrings right now. Yeah. And the other one that usually circles around and pulls on my heartstrings is um, Ephesians 2.10. Mm. Masterpiece. So, yes, you are a masterpiece and you're created for God's work. So I think just being reminded of those two, um, just remembering the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, yeah. you know, you're going to go through grief, you know. Right. It's going to happen. Things are going to be hard. Um, but I can honestly say, like I said a little bit earlier, that had I not grown closer to God, when the big devastations of my life happened, I would not be in a place I'm in right now. Right. Um, I remember distinctly the day my dad died. Um, I was praying the yeah. entire time, just reaching my hands up to the sky and just praying for peace and comfort and strength and right. um so yeah, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and um, I don't want to pull it out of context, Dan, but because um, that's I, I love to tease Dan about. Yeah. That was a great sermon. Dan did great. If you guys look up our sermons that we stream, definitely look up that one with Dan. Um, it's probably but, on the podcast somewhere. <laughs> it, it it is. I I listen. I listen to the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a great reminder. Um, yeah. you know, and it's. I think the biggest reminder is, yes, it says the joy of the Lord is my strength, um, but I am nowhere without giving it to God. It is God's will, his timing, and you have to remember to give it to him. And even when Chris was, um, was preaching and it was, you know, lay your burden, you know, and take, you know, take up my yoke. Right. There's a church that I drive by every day to work and it still has that verse outside on their marquee thing. And I, I love that they have a Bible verse out there. It's great. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just like, okay, I get it. Thank you yeah. for reminding me. <laughs> Church, um, you can take down that Bible verse. You can now, take down that Bible verse and up. give me a new one. Um, God, I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just this, those two though, like remembering the joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, but it's not my strength. It's his strength, but it's, my strength through him and then right. that I am created to do his work. That's yeah. Just those two Ephesians two ten and Nehemiah eight, eight, 10, two, 10, eight, 10. There's something about that 10 number. That so 10. Something else must be coming up. That's a 10 for me. Yeah. Cause I'm seeing it twice, but yeah, yeah. I love, uh, I love the book of Nehemiah, uh, the wall too. and everything else. And, yeah. um, just all that goes on in that book. It's, it's kind of an underrated book. Um, I guess if you can have an underrated book in the bible but um you know it's one of those that i don't think it's referenced it's one of those enough. old testament ones that mm -hmm. i don't want to say people forget about it but it's it's easy to overlook right. it's it's one of those tiny ones like habakkuk who remembers right. that habakkuk is a thing um i don't until i'm looking for something else you yeah. know and then i'm like oh yeah let's let's read habakkuk for a right. minute so oh, and the nice part about the old testament is is that it really does just you know get into basically every single story comes back to trusting God. Absolutely. You know, every single story comes back to if you can trust that God is going to bring you through this, if you can trust that God is going to take you out of this, give you what you need through it. I mean, that is mm -hmm. just like every single story comes back to that. Yep. And, um, you know, I, even though it, it's hard to relate to some of the stories, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're not exactly modern. Um, you, the message is modern every single time. Trust in God, yeah. you know, it, always be close to him and he will be close to you. So, all right. Uh, Shaylee, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Loved having you here. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah. I'll thanks. have to do it and, again for sure. 